Lord God, we come before you right now and declare your will to be done on earth, even in and through us as it's being done and declared in heaven. For we are in a crisis, Lord, a crisis of sin, a crisis of shame, a crisis of lies. And we ask, Father God, for the light of your truth, the revelation of the power of the Holy Spirit to sort this out, to bring justice, judgment, Lord God, to bring to light the hidden works of darkness. We thank you, Father God, that you are with us. You have um, put us here, placed us here, appointed us to be here, uh, authorized us to be here for such a time as this. And Lord, many in the Bible have been appointed to their times to do that which you've called them to do. And I pray today that your people will rise up and do your will, declare your truth, where it is the truth that brings freedom. And mostly, and not only that, but that there will be others whose eyes will be open to hear and see and know the truth and be released through the revelation of Jesus Christ through this broadcast and through the many other things that you're about to do, Lord God. We give you praise and we declare that no weapon formed against us or your nation or your people will prosper because, Lord God, you are the righteous judge. And we thank you that you have come to fulfill and finish and complete the work, the promises that you've made even in the garden to Adam and Eve. And we thank you for wisdom. We thank you for counsel. We bind the spirits of confusion, interruption, hindrance, delay, distractions. We come against the, the, the spirits that harass your people, and may we come into the place of purity and peace of mind and know your will. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us now. Amen. Amen. Well, the Psalms are full. They're full. Uh, of prayers uh, and of petitions. Prayers and petitions and analyzing situations that we are in today. Yeah, even so, though these psalms are written hundreds of years ago, they're so incredibly current and relevant. It's astonishing how you can find some of these psalms and just pray them straight without changing any of the words. It's just, yeah, it's just what we need today. Psalm 10 is like that. It's one of those precious psalms. We started last week with the psalms, uh, I think it was 7 and... 7 and 8. And, uh, six, 7 and 9. Yeah, 5 and 7. Something like that. Something like that, but you go okay. and read them. They're good for you. Okay, go so, ahead. So Psalm 10.1, Why do you stand afar off, O Lord? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Or we so, could surely think. It's like, Lord, where are you? Yes. You know, what, why, why, why have you abandoned us? Have you abandoned us? Mm-hmm. Have you forsaken us? I think one of the bigger tests, uh, a psychological test that we've been through lately, and I imagine this is not just us, but to reconsider, um, understand that God has not forsaken us. God has not abandoned us, even though that's what it would look like or feel like. And so to know that God is with us, God is with us, that is the test. Are you going to stand and having done all to stand to know that God has not forsaken us? This Because if he has forsaken us, there's nothing but doom and dread and fear uh, in, in our future. But that's not what the word of God says at all. So, But the psalmist here is saying, why do you stand afar? It seems like you're not here, God. You hide yourself in time of trouble, and we are in major trouble. Yeah, we're in a time of, of great <clears throat> oppression. It, it's been an oppressive season that we're in. But uh, he says in Psalm 10, too, 
The wicked in his pride persecutes the poor. And, and then he says, let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. How many plots do we have? You know, that have been uncovered, and those uh, are just you a know, few. Election fraud and who, who knows all mm-hmm. of what else. <laughs> well, it's interesting that the wicked are pretty much throughout history filled with pride. Pride covers fear, and they persecute the poor. They, pers- they bully those who are littler or less than or more impoverished or not as mm-hmm. shrewd as them. And, he's, and you know, uh, they boast. There's a blatant kind of arrogance against the righteous. And this is what we saw with Jesus, too. Um, they were just, they didn't know their place. They did not even recognize him as the Son of God or the Redeemer or the Rescuer or the Savior or uh, the sent one from God. They were just simply uh, going to take him down. Well, it's an old, old story that's been pervasive throughout human history that the wicked oppress the righteous. You know, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the deal. So, He's and Satan be- empowers them to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we have to have to be built up and strengthened from within because ob- obviously the devil is a bully. He blackmails, he bullies, he, he intimidates. And we need to know from the inner core of who we are, who we are, that we are the sons and daughters of the Most High God. And we are in a place and in a time that the Lord has appointed and that we can walk through this because God has not appointed us to destruction. Psalm ten three for the wicked boasts of his heart's desire, he blesses the greedy, and renounces the Lord. The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is in none of his thoughts. So this boasting is like a blatant arrogance. Like I said, they there there's no fear of God. There's no um, hum, humility. There's no uh, you know no uh, fear of sinning or transgressing against God. It's like that's their common everyday, how we live kind of life. They're proud in their countenance. And I believe that pride in the countenance is coming from the heart. What the heart is full of, the mouth speaks. And so the heart is full of uh, hardened. It's been hardened through years of getting by with um, evil and sin and hurting other people. It's, it's hardened through years of murder and violence and judging. And so when they're not stopped when there's no correction, they just go on in their wickedness, which is to their destruction, actually. In verse 5, it says, his ways are always prospering. It seems like, you know, mm-hmm. they're getting by with stuff. They're doing well. They're the, they're the elite of the world. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that have the Money, millions and the, the billions. Fit, yep. mm-hmm. Not everyone. They're, they're, thank God for those that have great wealth, that are righteous people, that use it for the establishment and spreading of the kingdom of God. He says, your judgments are far above out of his sights. As for his en- all his enemies, he sneers at them. He thinks, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be judged before God. Mm-hmm. That's not a consideration. Oh, well, by the way, there is no God, so yeah. I'm not accountable to God. So there, there, there's a denial of their accountability ultimately to the Lord God himself. So he's sneering at his enemies. He's holding them in contempt seeing them as less than than himself this this wicked one they they hold him in derision they scoff the that's really a manifestation of judgment because again what the heart is full of the mouth speaks what the heart is full of the the face shows it's full of evil things and they've got by with it so they're not never walking in the place of correction yeah. and the other thing i want to say about this quickly is that there is a thing called i believe demonic blessing where people sell their souls and their allegiance. See, what's really happening here is God gave Adam and Eve dominion in the garden, the authority to name the animals, to run the place. And when they sinned, that dominion 
was uh, stolen from them or relinquished. Tricked, relinquished, good word. And they then began to go in this downward slide of losing their power, their authority. And to this day, all Satan can do, and what he has done very cleverly and shrewdly with his wiles, is continue to steal your power, your authority, your assurance, your position, your identity. Uh, as, as sons and daughters of God, he's continually persuading us to give it up. He bullies. He makes us afraid. He And, and so we turn over our power, authority, and our dominion to the enemy. And that's why he's got the grip on this world right now that he has, because many people have succumbed to the lies and the threats of Satan. And there's a um, verse 6 that says, He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved. I shall never see, never be in adversity. In other words, I'm above this. I'm protecting. The Bible says that a man's wealth is his strong city. Some people think you know their wealth and their position will keep them safe as they're oppressing about everybody else. Well, the reason they're not in adversity is because the adversary is not ad- not resisting them. The adversary is promoting these people. They yes. seem to get by with things. They get demonically blessed. They get billions and billions of dollars in kickbacks, and they get wealthy. They get well, and they think that because they have all this money, uh, it's going to do them absolutely absolutely no good on Judgment Day. None. Not. A, it's actually going to be a detriment, a weight around their neck. When they're, you know, it's like a, a millstone tied about their neck when they're thrown overboard. Um, but they, but they, they, they're blinded because of the way they look. Their circumstances look good. They're prospering. They have a big million, million, million dollar house. They have guards. They have all they need. And so, and Satan is protecting them. He's not bringing upon them anything that would wake them up or shock them or cause them to become startled at their position and their resistance and the rebellion against God. Verse 7, his mouth is full of cursing and deceit and oppression. Cursing, deceit, and oppression. Lies, oppressive speech under his tongue is trouble and iniquity. So it's just, you know, you mentioned earlier that what the heart is full of the mouth speaks. And cursing, deceit, lying, being very oppressive in, in what they're saying. And, and uh, boy, we see that a lot. Well, and I think, too, the mouth is full of cursing and deceit and oppression. If you, and, and I think these things, I don't think I know, I see you have to look at what we've seen most recently in the last several years, maybe four or five years, how this really works on the surface. You see the hypocrisy, you see the blatant accusations, you see the unfounded accusations, you see the divination, you see the witchcraft, because people are being accused of things they didn't do. And then when you try to defend yourself, you become uh, twist. It gets twisted around, and you become the 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 uh, the oppressor. When in fact, you are the one who's being attacked by the witch by the by the accusation. So these curses, witchcraft, it's very very sinister and it's very insidious. People don't usually see it because they don't dig deep enough to see what's really going on. Yeah, and this comes through politicians. It comes through our media. For the most part, our mainstream media is just totally corrupt beyond redemption yeah. because there's lying. Well, they've act, been bought and lying, paid for by act, Satan. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's oppressive. They will suppress the truth, ignore the truth, and just come up with their own lying narrative <clears throat> mm-hmm. to deceive the people. The problem is, too, is so many people are kind of like, Gaga, we just believe this because we... Well, we hear it so much. Because I think the the basic problem is we don't finish the equation. We're trying to figure out the answer to the problem, and we still are missing one or two elements in the equation, and that element is not... You know, we, we, we lay the blame on a country or a nation or a person or a situation, 
But the, the, the real thing is resolved when you understand the battle is between God and Satan. And the, the enemy is Satan uh, or the devil or the adversary or the evil one or whatever you want to call him. Um, that's the true. And yet people have lost their ability to, to spiritually understand to what's going on. And so they're, they're kind of fighting on the surface of things when they need to go to the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is sin, disobedience, rebellion, and unbelief against God. Yeah, there's, there's a need for great discernment. And the, the only way you're going to have that discernment is if you're a follower of Jesus. And in the Word. And, and know the Word of and God the and Holy know Spirit. the Spirit of yeah. God and recognize the fact that we're in the spiritual warfare. He talks about how this warfare goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse uh, 8, he sits, the, this is the wicked, he sits in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret places, he murders the innocents, right? His eyes are secretly fixed on the helpless. You know, these words are generalizations of many situations. And mm-hmm. even in, more specifically, he sits in lurking places. He's waiting for the unsuspecting, the vulnerable. He promises them uh, bread and circuses, and then he gets their vote. And secret, he murders the innocent. This is, you know, if you know anything about the the tunnels under the earth and the, the entrapment of sex trafficking and the sacrifices, human sacrifices, uh, the blood guilt. yeah. yeah. These things are specifics, and the Bible speaks of them in a general way, but also it's very specific what it is saying. And this is exactly what Satan has done. We have to understand the the Bible is super relevant. It is the book that will tell you exactly what is going on from from the beginning of time, uh, human time. It is is relevant. It says he lies and waits secretly as a lion in his den. He lies and waits to catch the poor. He catches the poor when he draws them into his net. So there's oppression. Poor you know, oppression. Now we have the oppression of, of, of government and executive orders that um, just basically kill small businesses and so forth. That's yeah, an oppression the innocent, yeah. of, of the poor. And then we just, you know, we take away their meat and throw them a little bone. <clears throat> this is an agenda. This is a, a demonic, diabolical agenda to bring the earth into the place of the final battle Armageddon, mm-hmm. where Satan and Jesus have it out in the Valley of Megiddo. And this is, you know, people say, well, the Bible is not relevant. If you would open your eyes, you see the Bible is absolutely more relevant than any of the most cu- current daily newspapers you can possibly read. Yes. And it's full of truth. It's not full of lies and it's not slanted and it's not uh, positioned to deceive. He, he says, um, uh, he lies in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lies in wait to catch the poor. He catches the poor when he draws them into his net, as you read. And this net is witchcraft. It's stupor. It's addictions. It's, well, it's, it's just, hopelessness. It's depression. It's it's, it's disabling dis, the, the people to stand up and be and to live their human life according to victory and truth. They're, they're being captured by sicknesses, diseases, fear of diseases, um, bodies that don't work well, Con- confusion, ho- bad ho- diets, ho- hey, medications. Yeah, well, how many people are bound today? These yeah. are nets. Hopelessness. These are snares, and people are so busy trying to get out of their own personal net, they don't have the energy or the wherewithal to stand up and do anything in a in a greater way. Verse ten says, "So he crouches, he lies low, that the helpless may fall by his strength, or be crushed, or yeah." Uh-huh. And he's in verse eleven. He has said in his heart, "God is forgotten." He hides his face. He will never see it. They think they're going to get by with it. Never get. That's caught. the thing mm-hmm. is, they're not going to get by. 
That's as the, we will find early on. Well, they don't really believe there's a judgment. A lot of these people have already been uh, based, uh, lied to to believe that they, they're just... There, there's no heaven, there's no hell, there's no eternity, there's no eternal purpose. You're on this earth right now, and you get what you can get right here, and that's it. Then they die, and there's no more uh, consequences, there's no more time, there's no more eternity. They just think that's it. We get, it's a, you know, that's it. They just think the race is for this time, and you get as much as you can, and live on top of the pile if you can. Yep, yep. Power, power, power. Mm-hmm. And verse 12, arise, O Lord, O God, lift yeah. up your hand. Do not forget the humble. He's, he's crying out to God. He said, why do the wicked renounce God? He has said in his heart, you will not require an account. So this is what we've been saying so here. So the psalmist is crying says, out. Right. He said, God, you arise, do something here. Mm-hmm. He says, verse 14, but you have seen it, for you observe trouble and grief to repay it by your hand. The helpless commits himself to you. You are a helper of the fatherless. So God, God is, sees mm-hmm. exactly what's going and on. And God is good. And God is faithful. And God is the ultimate one who determines the fate of every human being in this earth because God is over the devil. The devil may frighten us into thinking that he can do whatever he wants, and he can up to a point as we permit him, as we believe the lies. But ultimately, we, this man, psalmist, and we are looking to our God who is good and faithful to complete the work he's begun as to, to take on this evil enemy that is too much for us, mm-hmm. too much for us. So we, we, And that gives us peace to know that God is good, God is for us, God is with us, God keeps his word, God will never leave us or forsake us, and God will re- repay this wickedness and bring justice to, to light. He says in verse 15, break the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness until you find none. Then some people could say, well, that doesn't sound very loving. But mm-hmm. but this is, this is, there is no... If there is no justice, there is no love. For example, yes. in a family, if two or three children keep, one, they keep beating up on one of the children, beat and wicked and set them up and trick them and hurt them, and the parents just let it go and don't step in. That parent is not very loving. There must be a judgment. There will be a judgment. God is the judge, the righteous judge. All of these things that nothing is going to be forgotten that has not been repented of, it's going to be brought to the light. And that's why we're Mm -hmm. so shocked these days because we actually see the Most High moving to bring the depth of sin and blood guilt and shame and iniquity and treachery to the surface, and we are getting shocked by the fact that it's been there pretty much all along, and now God is opening our eyes and putting the light on it to see it. And he wants to do that. He has to do that before he can judge it. He has to have us understand what was going on before he can actually judge it. There's a tension between, you know, we know that God is the ultimate judge, that everyone shall give an account of himself before God, every human being. Yep. And And no one will take your place for you. Yep. Exactly. But then the psalmist is saying, what about now? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, throughout the Psalms, it's what about now? We know there's an ultimate judgment, right. the punish, the, the reward of the righteous, the punishment of the wicked. Uh, Some... We know that's coming ultimately, but what about now? And it's like we're talking about in our day, there's exposure of wickedness. Well, okay, there's exposure of wickedness. But what about the punishment of wickedness? Well, there's a time for everything, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to judge, a time to refrain from judging. But the thing is, what in the meantime, uh, we are being tested. 
We are being refined. These pressures, these injustices, this hypocrisy, this witchcraft, this accusation, all of these things are, go against our righteous um, divine nature. We hate injustice. We hate sin. We hate lying. And so we're, we're tempted by, the very, by our very desire for justice. Satan is tempting us to become bitter and against God. Vindictive, bitter against God, and bitter against other people. Right. And so this is the temptation of the righteous. See, remember, Satan is a fisher of men as well. And he sets the hook. He baits you with what you want. What do you want? You want peace. You want justice. You want God to move. And when God doesn't move as fast as we think, then we can become upset, angry, bitter, afraid. And so Satan is setting us up with our, baiting us with our desire for justice to use that against us because us to become uh, defeated, fearful against God. And we cannot look. That's why Jesus said, don't look at what things look like. Look at what he says. And that's why we're looking to the Lord. And here's what he says. Verse 16, the Lord is king forever and ever. The nations have perished out of his hand. I'm just going to read 17 and 18. Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear, Mm -hmm. to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, that the man of the earth may oppress no more. The word oppressed there also can mean terrify. Mm -hmm. So those that are bringing fear upon us, God hears it. He's dealing with it. He's on the scene. So he's take these people take other people's lives. They kill them. They assassinate them. They murder them. They oppress them. They enslave them. Whatever they do to get more power, um, God is absolutely seen and marked down every single thing. And you know, God does not only hear and see, but He will do justice. And so our stand against injustice, injustice, is to know that God is faithful to complete the work that He has begun in us. This Psalm, is where we stand, having done all to stand. Psalm 64. We'll jump over to Psalm 64. He, he says, beginning with verse 1, Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Preserve my life from the, from the fear of the enemy. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Fear, fear, fear. People are fearful and intimidated. Well, and, when people are fearful and under intimidation, they're easier to control. And this is exactly what Satan does. He intimidates with threats, threats of death, assassination, drive-by shootings. Uh, I mean, he is relentless, and he's, there's nothing off the table for the devil. Everything, anything goes with him. And so to preserve... Now, if, if, if you're going to stand for God and you know Satan is going to come against you in a real way, then you have to have a real protection. And that real protection basically are the shields of God, the, the Word of God, the, the light of God's truth, the Holy Spirit. God has given us weapons, armor. And so, and, and ultimately, your preservation and your safety is not all dependent on you. It is dependent upon God and His faithfulness to keep you. He's very good at it. So we can live with joy and peace and praise to God. Psalm 64, hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked. Oh my, do we have sweet... Do we have secret counsel, advice, plots of the wicked from the insurrection or the tumult mm-hmm. of the workers of iniquity? 2020 has been a year of great tumult, insurrection, riots, rebellion. all that. Rebellion. Antichrist spirit. Antichrist, Antichrist spirit. spirit, yeah. Anarchy, iniquity, <sighs> disrespect, blasphemy. 
Mm-hmm. When he says, verse 3, who sharpen their tongue like a sword mm-hmm. and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, bitter words that they may shoot in secret at the blameless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got the wicked coming against the blameless with their with their mouths. <laughs> and so I'm thinking of the verse in James where it says, uh, 14, but each one is when he's but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. These people are desiring and enti- for riches, power, wealth, security, safety is another you know buzzword. Oh, we'll do whatever we have to do to be safe, safe which is which safe. includes giving up everything. Giving up, um, giving up it, our, so we have a rights. desire to be safe and protected, and then we're enticed by the enemy who offers us a solution to the problem. We'll do this, this, you know, you know, make money. Uh, uh, tell lies, uh, be part of the sinister scheme. So then when we agree with that, then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin when it's fully grown brings forth death. And that's where we're at right now. The final fruit, the mature maturation of of this wickedness, this blood guilt, this iniquity, this unconfessed sin, this hatred, this treachery, the the full uh, maturation of it, it brings forth death. And that's exactly what people are looking at right now is, are you going to be part of those who live or part of those who, who die? So he, he hides the counsel. He hides, hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. We've seen all of that this last summer, who sharpen their tongues like a sword and bend their bows like to shoot their arrows with bitter words. So this is witchcraft, blasting, accusing, accusations, that they may shoot in secret at the blameless, and suddenly they shoot at him to, and do not fear. It, it shows that they're under the counsel of the wicked one because mm-hmm. Satan mm-hmm. himself is the accuser of the brethren. Absolutely. He's, the, he's an accuser. So, he's the slanderer. Mm-hmm. And so they encouraged themselves, they encouraged it, yeah, yeah. themselves in an evil manner. They're, in an evil matter, they're, just, they're they're delighted. They're full of glee. Oh yes, this will work. Let's do this election fraud. Let's let's put all these things together, and they'll never catch us. We'll do so much, so many varieties of things that they will never even be able to dig it to the bottom. And so they are delighted that they can think these things up, but they're actually being uh, inspired by the enemy. Yeah, and they talk of laying snares secretly. How can we catch them? How can we catch their words? If they say something or if they do something, Mm -hmm. the righteous do something that's maybe they'll take it and they'll twist it. Mm -hmm. They will pervert it. They'll put their their evil spin on it. Mm -hmm. They say, who who will see them? Well, it's interesting, too, that not only does the devil, he has to... There's a there's part of the the rule that he has got to declare what he's going to do before he does it, so he can get an, an acceptance or an approval. And many times he will put in front of us, in plain view, the very exact thing that he's going to do, and no one, uh, none of the righteous, bind it, forbid it, take authority over it, and so it gets it gets passed as a passive agreement. And so yeah. Satan has the agreement he needs because no one stood stood down, made him stand down or back back him off on what he wanted to do. And so they didn't resist him, like the Bible says, submit God, resist the devil. And so he was able to go forth with this evil plot because we don't understand why God said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. We need to take authority and say, and forbid things, forbid yeah. or permit. I forbid you know what, what? What were they doing in secret? How? Who was setting up the mach- the voting machines? Who was you know plotting to uh, throw away ballots or m- copy other ballots? This, these were in, these were deliberate things that were done. Uh, all the treachery against our nation, against our leaders, um, all 
plotted out. Yeah, verse 6, they devise iniquities. We have perfected a shrewd scheme. Yeah. Oh, what a scheme, the voter fraud. Mm -hmm. Oh, not only that. I mean, it's just... Yeah, that's that's one example. One of many, yeah. Both the inward thought and the heart of man are deep. Here's one of the buts of the Bible. I love the buts of the Bible are very important. But God... Mm-hmm. shall shoot at them, verse 7, with an arrow. Suddenly, Suddenly they shall be wounded. Yeah. So he will make them stumble over their own tongue. All who see them shall flee away. So and we have we have here, we have a blame, we have shrewd schemes, snares set secretly. We have devising iniquity um, and the thoughts of their heart. And so God, so look at this though a minute. Both the inward thoughts of the heart of man are deep. You know, we don't know even in our own hearts, what could be down there, what Satan could be trying to do. So we need to give it to God, let God purge, cleanse, reveal, put his light on things so that we are not, you know, you say, well, I can't do this. We can't judge the wicked. Well, we can surely discern wickedness and discern. We're not the judge of this. As a matter of fact, how we get out of this is ultimately we have to turn it over to the righteous judge. We, yes, we want to judge it. We want to see justice, but ultimately what we must do is say, I forgive them. I release them from my judgment. I turn these wicked schemes and shrewd schemes and snares and iniquity and plots to destroy this nation, to destroy the innocent. I turn it over to the righteous judge. God, I forgive them. I turn it over to you. We want you to to judge. And he will not fail us. He is not afraid of riots. He is not afraid of being bullied. He is not afraid of somebody coming up and trashing heaven. He is not afraid to do the right thing. He says in Psalm... 75, verse 2, he says, When I choose the proper time or the appointed time, I will judge uprightly. So we release this to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Lord, you bring the judgment. The psalmists are crying out, Lord, you bring the judgment on the wicked. And your time, you see this, Lord. See what's going on here. You bring your judgment in your time. It's coming. It's but coming. we take our we, can't we, get away from it. But we also must make our position known, and I think we do the little bit that we can do. And then he says at the end of of uh, Psalm um, sixty four, he says, "The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in Him, and all the upright in heart shall glory." So when God does His thing and judges in the time that He's in the proper and appointed time, we will be found, you know, on His side with Him, um, and. He will vindicate the righteous. He will vindicate himself. He will vindicate the truth. And when God vindicates himself, that will be the judgment on the wicked. Part of the reason the wicked have um, prospered, you know, when the, the, it says the, the wicked prowl on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Part of this, we True. have to look back at, you know, the, we're, as the church, we're called to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. He said in Isaiah 26, verse 18, the last part of that verse, basically Isaiah is lamenting there. He says, we've not accomplished any deliverance in the earth. Mm -hmm. So he says, no, we as salt and light, as the people of Israel, we're there to bring truth and deliverance. And Mm -hmm. part of it is that, you know, if the righteous are not advocating righteousness and living righteously and praying and using the authority that we have in the name of Jesus, right. then what happens? It's just the wicked take over. It's a over. tsunami of wickedness. And the devil overtakes us. What, if you abandon the, a house or a building, what's going to happen? The mice, the rats, 
you know, take over the spiders. They're going to take over. So we can't. Well, we can rejoice we in re- this. We need to that- repent of abandoning the house. But we're to we're to rejoice. It says because, because l- listen, this all is moving towards a, cl- a conclusion. Yes, the end, the book of Revelation, the return of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming very soon, very soon. I mean, don't even pretend like we're going to go on like this for another twenty years. He says uh, in in Psalm sixty four nine and ten, all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider his doing. And here's the deal. Verse 10. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him. And all the upright in heart shall glory. So even though there's great oppression by the wicked, there is to be rejoicing in the Lord by those who are righteous. Because if we just, we can't stay under the lies and the oppressive oppressive uh, weight and atmosphere of the enemy. We must be focusing on the Lord because he hears us. He sees what's going on. So the righteous shall be what? Oppressed, defeated, depressed? No. The righteous shall be glad in, in the, the Lord, Lord in the Lord, and yes. trust in him. And Amen. all the upright in heart shall glory. I believe that one of the things that we need to hear is a personal word from the Lord. We can read the Psalms, we can read the uh, Proverbs, we can read the Gospels, we can read the Old Testament, New Testament. It's all just absolutely stunning and and brilliant, and gorgeous, great in, in bringing truth to us. But at some point, you need to feel like the Lord has spoken to you and that you know that that's his word to you. And so I, I just must say that on the very first day of this year, uh, the first November, January twenty one January of twenty one, God gave me this psalm. So Psalm one twenty one, on the first day of the twenty first year, and it is a very familiar psalm. And God is called. The title is God is our keeper. And so when you're looking at what we're looking at, what what's what we're facing today, tomorrow, uh, and the incredible. Uh, things that are hanging in the balance. Mm-hmm. We have to know that beyond that, that God is good and God is going to keep us. So this is how the Psalm goes. Verse one, you all know it. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. From whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. There you go. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. All evil. Preserve you. Keep you. Protect you. Bring you through this. He's going to do it. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth even forevermore. This is what he's going to do over us for us this year because there's no way that we can do this for ourselves. So what we, the best thing we can do as God is our keeper is to know that and rejoice in that and not be stricken down with fear, oppression, because that doesn't motivate God. God is motivated by our praises. He's motivated by thanksgiving. He's motivated by our faith in knowing that he is good and he is faithful. What keeps us going is looking beyond the fray mm-hmm. <laughs> of what's going on in this Don't earth. Don't look at what it looks like. And right? it's like, it's not that we deny what's going on. We see what's going on. We see what the enemy is doing. We see the wickedness of the wicked. But then we look beyond that. 
we look up beyond look to the Lord up up above beyond what, the hip- what's really going on <laughs> from whence comes what's our the help? future mm-hmm. this time on earth is winding up it's right and home, so yeah. winding up winding down yep, however yep, you yep, want yep, to yep, say yep. it it's, it's ending <laughs> it, it's coming it's coming to an end but God is faithful to his people God is you know Jesus he's he's faithful to you he will be faithful to you he will lead you he will protect you he will provide mm-hmm. for you hear what he's saying to you individually Hear what he's saying and do it. He said, occupy till I come, which means do business. Our business is to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love our neighbor as ourself, to fulfill those specific callings that he has given to us. And day by day, hear his voice, hear his written word, hear what he speaks to you, and simply do what he is saying and trust him in the midst of all this. I don't, believe it. Don't be overcome. Romans, was it yeah. twelve twenty one? Be oh. not overcome of evil, but, but overcome evil with good. I believe, too, as you're saying, we need to take hold of our life. We need to love our life. We need to, to, to cherish our life, and not in a way that we're trying to save our life. He who seeks to save his life will lose it, and he who loses it for my sake will keep it. That's what Jesus said. But you cannot just forfeit your life. You just can't give it up. You can't just say, well, you know, I don't feel good. Nothing's going good. You must not succumb to that kind of defeat and discouragement. That's that's demonic. That's psychological. We need to say, Lord God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit lives inside of you guys. Just let him begin to lead you and, and, and take you into that place of re, uh, re um, uh, appreciating your life. Take it back. Take it back and stand in having done all to stand that you will finish well in this race. Yeah. Don't, don't stand up down stand up yeah and keep running the race and if you can't do anything else you can surely pray make intercession praise god lift up your hands there is still one more move of god i believe because it look at look at this satan has got to run had has gotten to run this place forever and a day and there's been just little small tiny moves of god here and there uh, well they're big because anything god does whether it's tiny or big is huge but I believe that the Lord has won't wrap this up without a, a, an opportunity to bring in the harvest. I believe he must bring in the harvest or he has failed as God to do what he wants to do. And that is to bring forth victory through, uh, through defeat. He wants to bring forth that victory of people knowing him, getting saved. And that will be the revival. The revival is the revelation of Jesus Christ to wake people up, to, to get in their face, to help them to understand, to let them to see and know that there is a God in heaven. Because Satan has lied about God, tells us there's no God, we come from monkeys, God's mad, God's mean, all of, all of our life. And now God is going to have to respond, or we have had no information. And God wants to pour out his spirit now. And so get ready for that move of God. Jesus Christ is the Lord of the harvest. Yes. We are his harvesters. We need to move forth with compassion, wisdom, empowered by the Spirit of Amen. God. Bold. It's time to rise up and to move into that harvest. And you're, you know, the harvest is where your workplace, your family, your neighborhood, mm-hmm. wherever you are, overseas, wherever it is, God is leading you. And remember this, Psalm 121, verses 7 and 8. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. All evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. From this time forth, 
even forevermore. Amen. Well, God, we know that you keep us. What can man do to us? Because you are God. You are with us. You've set and appointed us for this time. Lord, we will not be defeated. We will not fail. We will not be afraid because you are with us. You keep us. Your will be done in and through us. And even as in the times of old when men faced giants and bears and impossible situations and fiery furnaces, you were there with them, Lord God, and you defeated their enemies. They faced the river. They faced the, the, the sea. And you walked with them through it, Father God. So we are in these places to see our God do great and mighty things. Let our hearts be encouraged today. Let us open our mouths and begin to praise you. Look up from to, to you, Lord God, and receive our help. Thank you, Jesus, for yes. encouraging our hearts and lives. Yes, Lord. We love you. We trust you. We thank you for your faithfulness to us every day, every moment, even forever. We thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Be glorified. Be glorified now in the midst of us, in your precious name, in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Be glorified, Lord, in this world, in this nation. Amen and amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.